0: guys, hello and welcome back. I'm Jojo Fraser and it's time for a Mojo Injection. Episode 53, buzzing to be back. So much good stuff this week for you and gonna just help as much as I can. I've got an amazing conversation coming up with an absolute gem. Um, it's been a really good week. Obviously, it's not been perfect all the time because that would not be real life, but it's been busy. Um, I was speaking in a castle, which was really cool. Um, I was chatting about um, looking after mental fitness, obviously, something I'm so passionately passionate about. But we're also chatting about hormones and, and what our brain really needs and... For example, if you are addicted to work, I'll put my hands up that I sometimes feel really addicted to my work because I love it. You get a really big kick of dopamine at the end of that. So after I do a speaking gig, I'm saying on stories this week, I get a massive kick of dopamine and there's been a lot of chat um, this week of people wanting to quit the booze, which is, is great. You know, I think we need to normalize that. Um, and my message to people that are struggling with quitting is that if you can find something that gives you that dopamine kick where you're absolutely buzzing on a natural high then the chances of you reaching for the wine at night are a lot lower so I just want to challenge you this week are you doing what you're passionate about is there something else you could be doing is there a hobby you can build on the side is there You know could you try running if you hate the thought of it could you just take some steps could you just take five minutes with an amazing track or an amazing podcast um and just get lost in that for five minutes and see if you could come back thinking maybe i could do another five tomorrow Um, so that's been on my mind this week how we can get more natural dopamine into us and get that balance right And, of course, taking time out to um, protect our minds and taking time out to to really chill out. Um, So, yeah, it's been a good week. I've got a busy week ahead. Lots more speaking gigs, which is great because the dopamine will be flying. Um, But, yeah, I am just loving working on my second book as well. I'm, I'm feeling really excited about that. And just lovely to get so many um, messages about the first book as well and how much that's helping people so thank you if you're one of those that's messaged me or read the book um appreciate it it's coming out on audible very very soon sorry it's taken so long i hate tech um i don't have thousands of pounds just to go into a studio and just get it done so there's been hard work at our end but it's almost coming so I am so excited about my guest this week. I met Annie Breen, I think she messaged me on Insta initially actually, Um, and we just hit it off straight away. I love her energy, I love her openness around mental health. She is a brain gut expert, she's a nutritional therapist, and her why is, well she also has a daughter called Bonnie, Um, and I can relate to what she says so much, she wants her daughter to grow up knowing her mum that no matter what she belongs at home but she is following her passion. She wants to change the world one mum at a time to inform, inspire and empower mums to reconnect with the best version of themselves at a core level through self-love, care, nutrition and lifestyle medicine. Um, So we all want to achieve health, wellness Um, And self-expression And I love her passion I love her energy I love everything she brings this week We spoke, we sang (laughs) I'm going to keep this on because it's uncut But um, the first song we sang I'm falling in love That wasn't actually her blooming request The poor soul So we're singing the song and she's like You know it was under pressure Uh, My song was under pressure So um, what a sport We sang two songs Um, I love this episode guys Enjoy your weekly mojo injection check out Annie Breen Nutrition so you can find her at anniebreennutrition.co.uk you can find her across social and I'll be tagging her in all the posts so give her some love give her some stars support all the work she's doing please guys and just enjoy this free content it's for you Um, judge less live more love more and uh, wishing you a fabulous week okay Annie, thank you for coming to my home. Thank you for having me. It was lovely. Um, and we both have a daughter called Bonnie, so we've got thank fabulous you. taste. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Love that name. No one else in the class has that name, actually. It's still quite unique. Maybe not after this podcast, but... <laughs>
1: I know a lot of animals called Bonnie. Yes. Yes. yes.
0: <laughs> me too. But I think I, I've had someone I met travelling, they called her daughter bonnie an ex called their daughter bonnie so i was like they were like yeah i thought you'd like the name choice um <laughs> yeah. great name it's someone that scott worked with con emailed him to say can we use the name bonnie oh. and he was like okay Owns yeah. <laughs> was
1: <Anyone's> the right but <laughs> yeah, some people can get precious about
0: their names though yeah.
1: can't they no absolutely yeah it's a lovely name
0: Love it. And so is Annie. I like it. Nice ring, Annie and Bonnie. So welcome. Thank you for coming to talk about your passion for all this gut-brain connection stuff um let's start with your why why did you get into this because it's all going really well your courses the past couple of ones you've done have been packed mm. nice surprise for you um, you were buzzing rocking up thinking there there'd be 20 people here and you know the room is absolutely packed and that's a real boost so obviously people are interested in learning more about
1: this so where did your passion come from? So I decided to study nutrition in 2012, and that was following 10 years working in the support sector. Mm -hmm. So I was working with people with various mental health problems, um, drug, alcohol, substance misuse, the homeless, Mm -hmm. children, child protection, um, and domestic violence. Wow. And I got really involved, like my role, I was on the National Troubled Families Agenda. So you were, that happened after the riots happened some years back, where the government identified these families that were getting involved with all this crime and problems in the riots. And it was kind of a bit of a tick boxy thing, right? They've got mental health, they're not going to school, there might be some substance misuse. We're going to take professionals and we're going to form a team. Mm -hmm. And instead of having loads of professionals, like a multi-agency approach, which was still there, you'd have one person and you'd go into the family and you would find out what the family's goals were. Mm -hmm. So instead of going in and telling them, right, you have to do this, otherwise you might risk losing your children or whatever it is, what do you want? Love that how what's going to make you feel better and how can I help you so I was very much like coaching them in a way you know Mm -hmm. I I was just being there I was listening to them and through that process I loved it I gained so much and I think looking back on it I'd always come up against my mental health myself and they say that we teach what we need Mm -hmm. and I think I was always trying to give back for stuff that i would struggled myself with Mm -hmm. in the past So it fed what I needed right then, but then it really became apparent to me that all the stuff that was going on in someone's external environment, like I was helping them change their external environment. But what about internal? Like yeah. these people were changing stuff, but they were still suffering. It seemed like there was more work to be done. Okay. And then um, my life, my mum my has suffered from ME. Um, I've always been interested in health. And I just thought, oh, nutrition. I used to live with someone, she was a housemate. And she was um, a food lecturer at Aberystwyth University. And she told me about the College of Naturopathic Medicine. Mm. Um I was living in a converted garage at the time on my own and I just felt a bit kind of like oh no I don't know what I want to do in my life like this has been great but I feel I need to be doing something else I was at the next kind of chapter Mm -hmm. so I signed on to the course and it all started from there and honestly I didn't really know I don't think where I wanted that to take me I hadn't really thought that far ahead I was just really interested in it yeah. um, and as I got into the course it's three years long the first year is biomedicine so we kind of all sit there cross-eyed for a year mm-hmm. um, that's when I started to get interested in, t- in the gut because it was just involved in everything and it was so influential and as time has gone on that's kind of just been where I've been drawn to that I know that if I can help people address their gut health and me too I've had my own journey with my gut health Mm -hmm. it can have a huge impact on wider health where it comes to mental health that has always been something like I said I've come up against and I see a lot of people that are suffering and I think now we're moving more towards seeing the body and mind as being completely connected and not separate
0: so connected in every way when you see mental health was it anxiety
1: depression stress A mix of, or Mm. so I think it was a little bit of. I'd adopted safety behaviors over the year years I think to cope with this people pleasing Uh um, behavior that I had developed. That I always perhaps didn't feel good enough, or what you know had self worth. um, And I think it it just came from that. And then as I got older, those behaviors to kind of numb my pain escape from who I was because I didn't really understand it then probably fed into not helping my gut and inflammation and deregulating the immune system which we'll talk about and I think it just kind of made me feel so much worse and then I just kept coming up against this kind of feeling of not feeling good enough, feeling a bit lost and i try really hard, everything I did i worked work really hard at, I was quite high achieving, not massively academic but more creative and wanting to help people uh-huh. and I think I was just always trying to give people what I actually needed myself Right, yeah. it's so interesting Yeah. So do you think when we're pushovers or we're
0: people pleasers, mm. whatever way you want to look at it, that, that comes from a, a lack of self belief or do you think it can be just you know Because as someone, I've always wanted to please people and I I just don't like saying no to people or don't want to hurt people or...
1: Mm. Absolutely, I think we feel... And probably... You know, what we do now, and certainly what I do, I have to challenge people. Mm -hmm. I have to say, well, maybe what you're eating or what you're doing is not helping you be the person you need to be, like to feel well. Mm -hmm. And that's really difficult for me because I don't want to ever upset anyone. It's coming from a place of love. And I think I've learned now that you have to be, you know, truthful and honest, but in a very loving way. And you have to speak your truth. Mm -hmm. I think um, definitely. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think. From the past, my um, I'll talk about it now, I was going to kind of come back to it, but I'm really interested in where kind of depression, anxiety, mental health comes from, and obviously we'll talk about the connection with the gut and the brain, but my mum... My mum had a love or has a love for animals. She loved horses. So I was born into that passion. And that was very much her love. I loved it for a certain time, but it got incredibly competitive. And as I started to go my kind of own way, I think I felt like I... Potentially let her down, and maybe I was attaching that to love. That if I don't do that, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not worthy of love, or I don't feel like I'm doing the right thing. So, I think maybe it has just come from that. That I was fortunate, you know, when you look really kind of fortunate to other people that you have ponies and you live in the country and you've got all this stuff. But inside, I think I just didn't feel that was my natural path up to a certain mm-hmm. point, okay. and I think that's where. It, comes from and I think uh, so the same with a lot of people that the stuff that happens early on that then sets your kind of behaviors your thoughts and feelings and then how the body responds to certain stresses so I think it was primed quite early on and then that just develops and when you become a Mm -hmm. (laughs) mum well for me all those kind of vulnerabilities were just I had as a woman were just put on stage for the world to see, that's what I felt anyway, because I hadn't really nourished my, my own inner child, I hadn't really gone back and acknowledged that and addressed it or understood it, okay. I just put all these safety behaviours, avoidance, procrastination, people pleasing, drugs, alcohol, everything that came with it on top to try and escape the pain. Ah, so how did you what,
0: how did you figure out who you really were underneath? so I'm doing that now
1: right yeah I think
0: we all are aren't we
1: (laughs) I am doing it now and I think the nutrition's been a big part of that because understanding that you know we blame ourselves. We think we're going a little bit crazy, don't we? We don't fit in, we don't feel right, we're suffering with anxiety, we don't look a certain way. But actually, when you dig a bit deeper, a lot of it's got to do with our physical health and how we look after our body and our stress response. So learning what I could do to the physical body has really helped improve how I feel in my mind and my mindset in my head. Mm-hmm. Having that clarity and that understanding and knowledge, then I'm able to kind of... Um, not internalize things so much um and blame i think it's stepping away from blame and shame isn't it Mm -hmm. and looking at what we need to actually feel good what do we need to feel well what makes us happy rather than focusing on the problem it's good to acknowledge the problem so i think now having it's a huge deal of Mm self-awareness and introspection looking inside rather than looking outside to try and regulate kind of imbalances internally okay. look within ourselves and i am still getting there I'm by no means perfect i know no one is but I, I know my triggers now i think i know things that kind of can set me off down that path okay. um so i can put things in place to prevent it interesting not always but sometimes <laughs> really interesting uh, one of the
0: questions i had was from a, a foodie now i relate to this i love my food and they were saying, you know, with, with this whole chat about body positivity, they mm. kind of just eat what they want, they love their food, but they're overweight. And the doctors told them to lose weight. But then the body positive campaigns are saying, well, it's fine to be overweight.
2: Yeah.
0: Where's the balance with that then? What, what is the truth? If this person mm. is saying, right, I am body positive, I'm overweight, and, and they've told themselves that they're happy that way,
1: mm. um, and they're just eating and
0: they're enjoying their food,
1: I mean, the facts are we're living in an in inflamed and overweight depressed nation, aren't we? Children are getting depression and anxiety earlier on. Mm-hmm. People, Children are suffering from obesity earlier on. Mm-hmm. So there's rates of depression, rates of obesity. So we now know that inflammation can drive depression. Uh-huh. And I think if someone is happy the way they look and they genuine, you know, they are happy in their life and it's not interfering, in fact, it could be you know exacerbating their happiness in life then that's great it's when you start to feel unwell and you're not happy and maybe you start to then look at what's going on what could I do Mm -hmm. to help support the body and the mind so fat cells produce inflammatory cytokines messengers Mm -hmm. so you kind of get this cycle of inflammation and that's just a fact you know that that science Why doesn't it manifest in everyone as depression? That can come down to so many different things: upbringing, genet- genetics, mm-hmm. food. Not all people that are overweight, eat badly. You know, yes. there's so many different factors. But I think because there is this huge, strong correlation, that we just have to be mindful that that can upregulate inflammation. It could, in some people, manifest as depression.
0: Okay. How overweight? When you're talking about the fat cells and the inflammation, how overweight? do you need to be, for it to to be, you know, to really put your risk up? Are you talking two stone
1: overweight, five stone overweight, 10 pounds overweight? Yes, yeah. there studies? That's a really interesting. All fat cells produce inflammatory cytokines. So it really, it doesn't necessarily matter how overweight you are. But again, I think it comes down to that person as an individual mm-hmm. and their genetic, their predispos- predisposing factors, their upbringing. So it's a really good question I think if you feel well and you are happy in your mind and your life and things are going well for you and you would class yourself as being overweight then I don't think it's as much of a problem as someone that's really feeling depressed and finding it hard to get by every day to day, Mm -hmm. and they're overweight then I would be looking at what can we do to help
0: yeah because there's a rise of influencers that are running marathons and stuff but they're promoting the fact they're overweight and showing you know themselves in bikinis but they're saying
1: I can run a marathon I feel great so I think from a physiological point of view you only really know how much stress that's if it's not manifesting outwards like in how you're feeling I do a lot of functional testing mm-hmm. so I test people I can test inflammation I can test the gut I can test hormones so you doing something like that say if you came to me you were a marathon runner you. With the profile you just described, slightly overweight, you are happy, but you want to just check that you've got all your nutrients, you've got everything in place, you're well, you're not doing yourself any damage. I could run one of those tests and see that. What's how do you run the test? So organic acid testing, which is like a urine test. And that will give you a whole profile of your vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, how the body deals with toxins, Mm -hmm. how we're actually taking our proteins, carbs and fats from our diet and putting it in the cells. Uh So you could be having a great diet, but if the cells aren't uptaking that, Uh which would be really important for someone doing marathon or any kind of running training, um, so that's one test and then there's the stool test which speaks for itself and that that tests inflammation in the bowel. Mm-hmm. Doctors can run inflammatory blood tests to check the levels of inflammation mm-hmm. so I think that would give you a broader profile if you're actually doing yourself any kind of damage, damage yeah. there. Yeah. It's a really good
0: point actually because it's very on for people mm-hmm. to be doing this but I often wonder about the stress that we put our bodies under. Yeah. And there's a lot of chat about, you know, exercise is great for mental health, but when you push it the stress hormones too far, it can mm. make you really moody and irritable so I thought that was quite interesting
1: yeah definitely and we store when we activate that fight or flight that stress kind of response we store fat around our middle Mm. because that's how we can access the reverse reserves we need to run away from a tiger which is obviously evolutionary why that was in place Uh um so you can sometimes not realize you're putting your body under physiological stress um either through exercise or diet Perhaps some people are taking medications, PPIs, and you are, you've you got this slow kind of fire smouldering in the belly, but you're just not feeling the symptoms. So I think yes. that's where testing is quite helpful, because then if that's left unnoticed, that can cause problems later down the line.
0: Ah, so would you say, you know how you, you get a profile, I'm pear-shaped, damn apple-shaped, and whatever. So apple-shaped being the one where your weight goes on your tummy area. Mm-hmm. Um, are some people just born that way, or could it mean you're more likely to
1: have anxiety if you know what you mean? It's actually a cause. Like I see that in people that really do are very stressed that they mm-hmm. hold weight. I'm one of them, like around the middle, uh-huh. because for the survival reasons for that. So, and then you you need to be careful again because of that. Inf- inflammatory kind of um, side to it, but also estrogen in women, estrogen are produced from the fat cells as well. Mm-hmm. So I can see that inflammation, um, fat around the middle, stress can drive hormone imbalances as well. Interesting. So is yeah. all the,
0: so when you talk about the gut brain, the inflammation is in your gut. Is that what we're meaning? And that's what you're testing yeah. for in the urine samples, the stool samples?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the gut is connected to the brain. Shall I talk about the, the, the actual brain. connection So it's got it's connected to the brain by this big kind of I call it a cable It's like a big, hardwired. So you've got your Wi-Fi, and then you've got the cable, if you imagine it like that. And it goes from the uh, the adrenals. Mm -hmm. So that's where our fight-or-flight hormones are secreted from, and our sex hormones as well. And it goes all the way around the body, the lungs, and it's plugged into the amygdala, Mm -hmm. which is... And it goes around the gut as well, of course. uh, The amygdala, which is our fear centre in the brain. So we've got our Mm fight-or-flight, we've got all this gastrointestinal... Um, track in the middle which if you roll it out flat is the size of a tennis court wow. and then it goes all the way to the brain now there are more neurons in the uh, the gut the, the vag- along that vagal nerve sorry than there is in the spine okay not in the brain so we call that the enteric nervous system okay and so it's its own nervous system. So people in functional medicine, nutritional therapy, are seeing almost the gut and the brain as one organ now because they are lit, they're physically connected.
2: Wow.
1: In the gut, we have over 100 trillion bacteria.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We have more species of bacteria or more bacteria in our gut than we have stars in the Milky Way. Wow. There's 400 billion stars in the Milky Way. I know. It's amazing, isn't it? That's crazy. We have never coexisted without microbes. Yeah. So we need them. They're they're important. And another thing that I say in my talk which I find so fascinating is the communication at this vagal nerve towards the brain so from the gut to the brain is 90%. Mm-hmm. Whereas the brain down is 10. Right. So if we have imbalances in the gut bacteria so we have we have good and bad bacteria, but actually it's all about balance because some of the bad ones have been seen to have benefits. Yeah. So it just is balance. If they are out of balance and inflammation occurs, mm-hmm. um, that can be sending signals up to that fear center that we're under attack. We're right. in trouble. Interesting. And then what happens is um, we activate that stress response. So we feel like we're being attacked. And evolutionary, we were programmed to run away from a tiger or fight. Yeah. Whereas today, it's pretty much we're being attacked by our lives. We might be trying to get, you know, rushing to a meeting, have an argument with a boss, or you know, all sorts of other financial worries. Yeah. So we're not turning it off. It's kind of chronic. Stress is everywhere, and with social media and the news, we, it's so hard to switch off, isn't it? It's so hard to switch off. Mm-hmm. So we're constantly, and a lot of people don't realise they've got an infection in the gut or imbalances in the gut, unless they test, so they don't know that that could be activating that fight or flight. Mm-hmm. So we talk about stress as emotional, psychological, like how we, f- we feel about ourselves, like I was saying about the whole self-worth thing. Mm-hmm toxic from the environment so our food what we're ingesting what we're drinking and then internal physiological stress infections in the gut medication what's going on on the inside yeah and then we're chronically activating that. And what happens when we need to run away is that we need to put all of our good stuff, our nutrients, our blood, to our arms and our legs and our brain. Yeah. We don't need to eat a burger in times of running away. We don't need to make a baby. Yeah. So those systems, literally, the immune system, it's so energy expensive. We shut them all down. Okay. And this is this is where you know it can become a problem because... In order to utilise, we need to utilise sugars so we have the energy to run or fight. So we start to break down muscle if people aren't eating well. Right. The gut lining is a muscle. So we're constantly just wearing away at it. Then what can happen over time is the tight junctions of the gut come apart. And you've probably heard of the term leaky gut. Mm-hmm. Our, our gut's not literally leaking like we would die if that's the case. But, or hyperintestinal permeability if you want to be a bit more fancy. Mm-hmm. So then things are getting the wrong side of the gut okay so we say the immune system if you think of the gut all the way from the mouth down to the bum it's you know it's not just a, the beer belly bit in the middle as <laughs> to say Our immune system, 80% of it is in the gut, because if we think of the lining, we need to have an army of of people to protect us. Okay. So that's exactly what the immune system does. So when things start to, when the the gut flora is imbalanced, all those bugs come out of balance, the wall isn't being protected. Things pass through, and then the immune system thinks we're under attack. That's a foreign invader. What is that? Okay. A lot of the time, it could be pollen. So we start to get hay fever. Uh It could be a food it could be dairy, gluten, or it could be something that actually is, is you know, known to be healthy, and it starts to attack it. Yeah. And then over time, that can sometimes in some individuals develop into autoimmune conditions because the immune system is getting confused. Okay. We have immune cells on our brain as well. And, and so the thought is, leaky gut, leaky brain, mm-hmm. exactly the same protection that happens in the gut lining with the little gatekeepers, the tight junctions, is around the brain as well. Mm-hmm. So the same things damage it. So that's things like medications, allergenic foods, sugar, stress Mm -hmm. because of the fight or flight system, um, toxins from the environment, Mm -hmm. drugs, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly the same with the blood brain barrier. Mm -hmm. So if it's passing through the gut, it really is the gateway to health or disease it's then potentially getting to the brain and passing through that and then you're seeing kids with adhd autism depression anxiety because there's interference there with with the brain interesting so you said medication
0: now i've always been a bit like my mum i would rather not take things like paracetamol if i have a headache i just try and avoid medication i put a powerful podcast episode about PMS and people said to me just go on the pill and I was like no I would rather manage it naturally because I don't want to put these things into my body so are you saying medication which could include diet pills and one of the questions I had was about this 25% is it Ali there's a pill and it apparently absorbs 25% of your fat and you poo it out or something I don't know so would that be another form of medication whereby it would start to create this havoc
1: yeah, definitely. So, with the, med- some of the worst medication for the gut are PPIs, so protein pump inhibitors, omeprazole, those sorts of things that you go to the doctor and you're having reflux and pain and good and that sort of thing, and they give you a PPI usually mm-hmm. because the, rep- the presentation is high stomach acid. Yeah but I'll get to the fat-burning one, but a lot of the time, we don't have the enzymes because we're stressed, and when we're stressed, we stop secreting enzymes. Mm-hmm. So food is sitting there. So okay. it's not the stomach acid that's the problem, it's the fermentation of the food mm-hmm. that we don't have enough materials, enzymes, to break it down, and then it pushes up through the lower esophagus, and it comes up. So... Uh... Sometimes. So I see more low stomach acid. Mm-hmm. So that's one, PPIs. And there's loads of things you can put in place to manage that process instead when you know what the problem is. And then um, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories can cause leaky gut. So there's, there's turmeric, there's reishi mushrooms, there's other things, natural things that you can put in there that works on the inflammatory cascade at exactly the same level. It's uh-huh. just not so instant. And then there's... Um, pill trashes the microbiome and Kelly Dr. not Kelly Dr. Jolene Brighton has written Beyond the Pill now and it talks about that Um, so the fat side of things I would if if someone was worried about their weight Mm -hmm. so when someone comes to see me it's very much a no stoned unturned approach no stone unturned approach not stoned What is why? That's my favorite question. Why are you overweight? What could be causing you to be overweight, or why aren't you shifting that weight? Mm-hmm. When you start to investigate it, it could be imbalances in the gut. So we've got more bad guys than good guys. Our calorie extraction from our food is 15% higher. Okay. So just by putting the gut right and putting maybe probiotics or prebiotic foods or Diverse vegetables can really help because then you're not going to be extracting so much. It could be hormonal imbalances. It could be stress because Mm -hmm. then we're going for those motivational hijackers and we're eating things that aren't good for us. Mm -hmm. So I'd ask why. I don't know enough about those sorts of things because um, I don't sort of advocate them or recommend them. I'm more interested in the mechanisms of why someone is overweight. But Mm -hmm. I think if we're just... um, it would be interesting to hear if they've had success if we're just kind of rinsing fat through the body. We need fat. The brain's made out of fat. Our cells are made out of fat. Yeah. So that would concern me that as much as you're burning fat, maybe, or oh, sorry, getting rid of fat, maybe you're not getting enough fat that makes the cell membranes. And in yeah. mental health, omega-3s is one of the top mm-hmm. nutrients that we put in there because it actually helps the receptor messengers to get serotonin up you have to have the omega 3 to help with the signaling. So, I would be looking, I'd be concerned that maybe that person is not c- retaining the right kind of fats and it's yes. just all going through.
0: What are our top foods for the omega 3? Is that
1: like salmon and nuts and stuff? Yeah, right? flax seeds is amazing, oh. chia seeds, um, vegetables as well. Mm-hmm. They come in there all the time, and uh, oily fish. Yeah. And they diversify the gut microbiome as well so they're really good for the cells and the, the brain and the gut okay and yeah. what's
0: the thing the pickled
1: stuff that everyone... fermented foods yeah yeah so do you, do you
0: like them i could tell well, i know I, I like i've been eating capers but they're but i don't know if they're the vinegar okay uh apple cider vinegar and salad dressings yeah great i don't know if that's
1: yeah it's really good so the the apple cider vinegar with the enzymes they call it the mother but it's the one that looks really dirty that's the Mm -hmm. good one you don't want the clear one that can really help alkalize the body it can help like you said with the enzymes so it actually helps the digestive process you break down and absorb your food um, fermented foods sauerkraut kombucha kimchi it's all quite funky and fancy mm. these days there's so many things out there and you can make it yourself or you can buy it but they have all got bacteria in there mm-hmm. so what's good about those foods is they can help cultivate your own sort of gut microbiome so you're putting them in there and then because what we really want to do is to encourage the gut to grow its own good food gut flora we don't want to be taking supplements or probiotics forever we want to be taking foods that feed the gut microbiome um vegetables when they say is it Gillian mckeith that said oh you are what you eat Mm -hmm. that's so last year we are what our gut bugs eat and they like yeah they like fiber they like things that they can turn into short chain fatty acids and that feeds the colon it's really healing for that gut lining ah so we
0: are what our gut bugs eat yeah so we need to be nourishing our body with the things they love yeah fiber
1: yeah the fiber the omega-3s the prebiotic foods which is like your um alien kind of families leeks garlic um oh actually it's probably more tryptophan um yeah, all the kind of cruciferous vegetables as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And something that I didn't mention when I was talking about the gut-brain connection is actually more serotonin is produced in the gut. Have you heard that? I uh-huh. have, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And it's really interesting. We talk about medication that if someone went to the doctor and got an SSRI, but if their gut was inflamed, they're not necessarily going to be synthesizing or putting that serotonin out, but also they won't be uptaking it from the receptors on the, the synapses that you need to be working. So okay. that's why it's really worth acknowledging and addressing and just supporting gut health as well, uh-huh. because it might mean that the medication, if you choose to do that, works better. Right, okay.
0: Interesting. This is all fascinating. I feel like I'm learning quite a lot. What are symptoms for people then, that their guts may be inflamed?
1: This is where... so where you described before the marathon runner that it hasn't got any symptoms, but, you know, they're just concerned is there something going on. This, it can be quite broad. So some people, when I do a a questionnaire, haven't got gut symptoms. Mm -hmm. And I'll look at it and be like, damn. Yeah. (laughs) Give me someone. But then they've got migraines or they've got PMS or PMDD, which is another thing I'm really interested in. Mm -hmm. So that's um, to do with hormone imbalance or they've got... um, Hide skin problems, um, various joint aches, brain fog. So that it's not necessarily poor memory. Things that are related directly to gastrointestinal health. Because what's happening is that maybe some people don't acknowledge their gut health and still are a bit, you know, not comfortable about talking about it. Whereas well, we talk about poo all the time, like I, I do at home. Um, so and when you actually do ask those questions they have got some symptoms there but there's a really good quote by Alesso Fasano he's like the god he's a gastroenterologist and he said the gut's not like Las Vegas what goes on in the gut doesn't stay in the gut and that's true for that exact mechanism that I described with leaky gut. So if you're starting to experience brain fog, poor memory, migraine, depression, anxiety, yeah. I'd be thinking gut health straight away. Yeah, yeah. What's going on that's causing the immune system, that's causing that inflammation okay. to manifest as those symptoms?
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about poo for a minute then. Cool.
0: Um, so we've got... I talk about shit. <laughs> yeah. So we've got chronic <laughs> constipation where you're you're bleeding out your bum, you're, you've are you got thick poos, mm-hmm. giving birth through your ass mm-hmm. kind of levels. Um, and then do people more... Are they more affected this way or would it be the opposite,
1: runny or... So you say... I mean, how many people now are diagnosed with IBS? It's just such an umbrella term, and I feel Mm -hmm. for those people because it's almost like you just have to live with it. Mm -hmm. But you're literally planning your whole day around where the bathroom is. Mm -hmm. It's very stressful, and there's been studies to show that most people with IBS have some kind of depression, anxiety, and the other way around, Mm -hmm. which is really interesting. I see a lot of people that they might be constipated, but maybe as a child they... Especially older people, they didn't have access to have one bathroom in a big family, so they just learned to wait, mm-hmm. or they just t- taught themselves to wait. And then as time's gone on, um, it you know it's, it's still happening. So they're going a week, even two, three weeks without passing. Mm-hmm. So we just think about what that's going to be doing, toxicity wise. Reabsorption mm-hmm. um, is, is bad, and then I see it the other way as well. So that can be caused by lack of kind of nutrients in the diet lack of fiber lack of quality type foods maybe too much sugar that can cause constipation as well or the other way could be maybe a infection in the gut or they've got something going on there that they're not aware of parasites are very common i know they don't sound very nice to talk about but they can cause those sorts of symptoms as well so what if parasites so what is them? so um They've all got fancy names, Mm -hmm. like a... (laughs) Bob the Worm, uh, that's what I like to call them. So when I do a stool test, I will look at... I'll use a company that looks at the whole health of the bowel. Mm -hmm. So if you went to a doctor, you wouldn't necessarily get this kind of test. It would just probably be looking for blood and more kind of, you know, bad stuff. Um, But here, what these tests look at is your good bugs, your bad bugs, viruses, Mm -hmm. which can be really tricky, um, and parasites and... Bad bacteria and fun fungus, as well, and then it looks at your immune health. So, parasites are quite sneaky, like you see them quite a lot in kids that have got, um, like, bad, you know, schizophrenia, bipolar, really quite severe mental health, but also just. Depression, not just depression, anxiety, and undermining it, but all sorts of mental health conditions. What they do is they almost like pull everything out of the cell. They mm-hmm. stop the absorption of your nutrient. Mm-hmm. They stop your vitamin D pathway sometimes, and they can upregulate excitatory neurotransmitters like dopamine and glutamate. So we've got the calming ones like serotonin and gabarit, and we've got the excitatory ones. Um, so they can do all of that. Mm-hmm. And that's just by having a parasitic infection. Um, And there's various things once you identify it. So I always think, you know, once you know what you're working with, Mm -hmm. I had everything in my gut. So I saw that test result and I didn't feel quite so crazy as how I was feeling. It's like, Mm -hmm. no wonder I feel like bonkers. Mm -hmm. Um, You can use natural products, oregano, garlic. I use certain combination of herbs or in some cases it perhaps is a good idea to go to the doctor if you've been suffering for a long time so kind of integrated approach Um, but I would just say I didn't mention before if you do take antibiotics I think now it's very wise to take some kind of probiotic or probiotic food after because it can take up to 12 months to rebalance the gut flora after Antibiotics, mm. yeah, wow. yeah, it's quite. And sometimes they're completely necessary, and like, I, I understand that. Um, but it's just knowing then the effects after it's going to have on you for a year.
0: Yeah, probiotic. What if you don't like yogurt? Can you take anything mm. else?
1: Yeah, definitely. So um, there's co- there's live cultures in coconut yogurt now as well. Okay. There's the kefir which you can get in most supermarkets. Okay. Um, there's. Uh, Dairy-free, yes, a coconut, kefir or kombucha, tea, okay. sauerkraut, or I do supplement probiotics. Okay. I do, and it's not intended for long-term, and I do prefer, you know, I use sort of good quality work from certain companies, because you want to make sure that the strains, it's all about the different kind of strains, and they all exert different things. So there's like lactobacillus longum, which helps with stress resilience, and it produces GABA, which is the calming neurotransmitter. Um, same with Plantarum and Infanta. So they all do, they're all like little guys with their own little traits that do different things. So it's really good to know what someone is suffering with in order to put that in. But again, just putting in uh, foods that feed your normal gut microbiome, like the diversity is key. Lots of different fruit and veg, mainly veg. Take out the sugars, the things that feed them. Um, Yeah, that can all really help.
0: What about things like stomach ulcers or extreme case, stomach cancer? Do you pick things like that up in your tests
1: or Yeah, so well unfortunately, like cancer in general, it tends to go quite undiagnosed until it's slightly more further along. But mm. if there's any blood, I always we have like a red flag thing that we I, I always ask. And if there's any blood or anything like that, then that would definitely be worth further investigation of course do you mean blood in um, the stool yeah yeah
0: because a lot of people that are constipated may get that yeah. though with yeah the, is it the color of blood it should be darker or... yeah
1: absolutely so on the stool test i use is the occult blood which is a, it's kind of further up so with hemorrhoids and stuff it might be the bright red and it's lower down isn't it mm. where you can tell the difference Mm -hmm. and this test tests for that and then you'd look at your inflammatory markers as well and see if that person's got inflammation and then I use blood tests with the doctors as well so looking at the white blood cells and if they're fighting something um yeah so so definitely And and that's where I would obviously if I was worried or concerned and I'd ask that person to go and see the GP, and yeah. just have some further investigations and stomach ulcers. Oh, sorry, yeah, so that's quite commonly caused by H. pylori, which is a bacteria in the gut. Again, can be helpful, but it's when it becomes out of balance. And normally, if your stomach acid is low, or if you're stressed or you're on PPIs, that's when it can thrive because okay. it can't survive and acidic. So, um there's various like funky herbs and stuff that I could use to get rid of H. pylori. But you would really be looking at also building that person's first line of defense. So their secretory IgA is the first line. They're the little guys that line the, the, the wall. Mm-hmm. So you, a lot of times people have low secretory IgA because they're just stressed or what have you. Mm-hmm. So we'd really build that up because you don't want them to get that infection back. You'd crowd it out with probiotics. Mm-hmm. And then you can use some more funky kind of individual supplements that would help. Um, garlic, microwaved garlic is is one but sometimes you kind of alternate different things. Okay I think my dad was on medication in his 30s and he got a stomach ulcer, I need to ask Mm -hmm. him about
0: that and I thought it was because he said he had a lot of vindaloo curries and I was like oh was
1: it the (laughs) chilli? Yeah yeah. But I I think it was to do with medication, does that make sense? Yeah definitely because um if it's wearing away at that gut lining as well, that mm. can cause the the ulcers to occur, and then bacteria can make that worse as well so interesting yeah so so with with the gut, there's like the five r protocol have you heard of that? No. I think you can apply this to life like so the first one is remove, mm-hmm. so you look at your diet, you look at your lifestyle and you'd look to remove anything that could be causing um imbalances or problems in the gut so i did sugar-free january and i felt amazing yeah, i did it's well done. like oh, damn, damn, like it does work um but <laughs> it's just the refined stuff so if you you can analyze your diet and you can just look at where okay i'm not eating too much protein or i'm not eating enough vegetables i'm eating quite a lot of sugar so you would go where you can make the biggest difference it's normally the things that we love it's our crutch it's that thing that we don't want to give up like Jeez. coffee. Mm, yeah I'll talk to you about dairy (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know you love cheese Um, but I say to people if there is inflammation if there is imbalances let's do this for a certain amount of time because this is the mistake people make they identify food intolerances food intolerances tests are so fashionable they'll take the food out they'll be better or a lot better for a while and then the symptoms will just creep back because they're not healing the gut Right. Okay. so we take those foods out but um short term, and that could be foods, it could be stress, it could be unnecessary medication. Mm -hmm. It could be toxic relationships, you know, what's causing the stress, remove from your life what is not really kind of fueling your passion and your heart. So look at it as a more broader sense as well. Mm -hmm. And then replace, so this is where we go in with your apple cider vinegars and your enzymes and your um, pineapple, chunks of pineapple, papaya, that can really help digest your food. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people need enzymes in a supplement form short term if they need a little bit of help there so that's replacing and then um move replace <laughs> renoculate so here mm-hmm. we're looking at um and the removing is infections as well so your h pylori and, and that's where we really investigate what's going on what's causing it mm-hmm. and then we replace uh, renoculate so this is your probiotics prebiotic foods probiotic food, uh, foods as well and maybe supplement form and then repair. So the gut that gut lining might need some zinc or vitamin A or glutamine, all these other funky things mm-hmm. that you can actually repair and then rebalance, I think, is the last one. And this is very much stress, relaxation, restorative practices, mindfulness, creating space because mm-hmm. of that, supporting that enteric level. Interesting. Yeah. I love it's, that. It is like crazy it's mind-blowing it's like the matrix you know you've got the red pill and the blue pill and my dad said at easter he was like i not think ignorance is bliss as i'm trying to like make him drink some cafe i'm uh-huh. like no i took the blue pill i want to see how deep the rabbit hole goes uh-huh. and i think when you're in it it is fascinating because it's you know you've got so many tools then i'm i make mistakes i make choices that aren't always good for me but i know what is good for me. i feel more empowered and when right. i was suffering postnatally with everything that I suffered with doing that stool test gave me some hard scientific evidence like no wonder you're feeling shit yes I yeah. love it I love it uh, so many questions Ch- chili hot chili
0: is that bad for your guts? I love spicy food myself.
1: Spices are great, like, especially if you want to lose weight, thermogenic foods, we call them, that they can actually help fat burning. Okay. Um, so certain herbs, spices, turmeric, especially anti-inflammatory. Don't have them too late at night. People sometimes make the mistake of having a really hot curry and then they can't sleep okay because it's firm, it's it's upregulating your metabolism in a way all oh, right um if if you're sensitive then maybe there is some um, sort of mild inflammation or something there that's just irritating it a little bit but
0: mm. um i've always been okay with hot food myself but um my mom read somewhere that the the seeds in peppers are really really bad for you so to
1: always wash them is that a myth seeds and peppers yeah since when oh. you chop
0: the pepper open and it's got
1: oh seeds. I've not heard that I'm lazy like I'll just cut up a pepper and whack it in Dan's like can you take the seeds out <laughs> so I have not heard that before it stuck with me because Scott's the same
0: That's like I always make sure I take the seeds out since my oh. mom said that to me years ago it stuck with me and I've asked a few people and they're like not That I know of, but so I don't know well. if she just read it somewhere or heard it. But she was saying, Oh, they're really I'll look
1: bad. into it. I don't know, but um, I've not heard that before. But this is how you learn, isn't it? I'll take Let that me away. Know. I'd love yeah, you to fill definitely. me in. Um, also, I was uh, my
0: mum's a wise owl, she, she's gonna love this episode. But I get uh, back pain some nights, and it's kind of along my bra line. Mm-hmm. And part of me's like, Maybe my boobs have got bigger. But my mum was like, no, if you get pain along there at night, it means you've had acid and, um, uh, like, too much acid in your stomach, and that's connected.
1: Oh, right, okay. Have you heard that? And is it, is it, um, are you, do you sleep well at night?
0: Yeah, I sleep pretty well, and it's is... weird, I'm more aware of it at night when I'm lying in my bed, I'm like a mm-hmm. sensation
1: just along my kind of brow line and my back. That's really interesting. I mean, when when we're asleep, we haven't got cortisol in the system so we can sleep. So that's when the immune system comes alive Mm -hmm. because it can do its magic, but not in the presence of cortisol. So maybe there's some kind of inflammatory response. I'm not sure, like across the back, what that could be, whether that's more muscular. Uh-huh. Something that could really help, which I think everyone needs, is magnesium. Okay. So if you've got like muscular-type pains, uh-huh. magnesium in the form of maybe a malate or a glycinate, I use different forms because they're absorbed differently, can be really helpful. And it's also a miracle-like kind of mood um, mineral as well oh. so you could try it could just be from from the, the day and like carrying life around carrying just you know just kind of oh, no. you were but it could be that maybe you're just deficient in something that normally helps with those processes does the test pick things like that up yeah so if i do like a organic acids test that's looking at minerals magnesium is on there definitely oh interesting yeah and is that with the we and the stool or do you? You can do it all separate. It's all They're all separate tests. So we can test anything. I can test the blood-brain barrier. I can test, like autoimmune takes 18 years sometimes to come out. We can test early on to see if there's antibodies being formed. Mm-hmm. There are so many different tests, like every hormone under the sun, you can just, So I think, you know, that's kind of my job is not over-testing. We don't want to treat the test, we want to treat the person. But it really helps as a tool to get to the root cause a little bit faster. Especially if you've been suffering for some time and it bothers you. So if your back has been bothering you, then that can cause stress, can't it? Because you don't know what it is. So if it is a deficiency which can happen in muscular, it could be that the way that you're sleeping as well. It could be that the immune system is maybe... I don't know, are dealing with something at night. Um, So it's good not to, the signals, aren't they, from the body, not to ignore it, but maybe find out the why and then the how becomes a little bit easier. You know how you can put it right.
0: Yeah, interesting. And we were speaking about posture even before here, so you want to chill on the... L-shaped sofa and we'll chill or should we sit up at the table, what do you want to do? And it's like posture, it's good for us to sit at the table. And I like that because my posture can be terrible. My mum yeah. always says to me, your posture, your tummy's pushing out, I look pregnant sometimes. <gasps> do you know, remember your posture and,
1: and does that impact your gut health? Yeah, definitely. I think it's good to sit on a chair, at least when you're having food. If you think about how many people in this day and age, and I'm guilty of it too eats on the go, we're at our desk, we don't give ourselves a lunch break, we're either walking and eating <sighs> yeah. or of um, that sometimes. Me too. <laughs> or we're sat slumped somewhere or we're in the car. You know, we're just on the go and we don't actually rest and digest and I think if someone had told me to chew my food how many years ago, I wouldn't be in this mess. Yeah. And it's really simple. And I think sometimes people can't get their head around how some of these interventions are actually simple. Like sit at a chair, don't crush your digestive system. Breathe, take some deep breaths, chew your food enjoy your food like be grateful even if you don't say a prayer or anything you can be grateful show gratitude Mm -hmm. for food and this is important to me that I try and model to Bonnie because I want her to um, be grateful for her she doesn't eat vegetables so um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. much so it's just kind of trying to Bring in these little rituals, really, yeah. to really, yeah, support that digestive process. And you'll probably know from the mindfulness stuff that you've done that, that's so important around food. We don't absorb, we don't feed our gut bugs correctly when we're in sympathetic dominance, when we're stressed. Okay. So parasympathetic, when we're breathing, when we're more relaxed, that's when we actually extract the nutrients so when we're taking
0: our time with the food as well then breathe a hundred percent slowly yeah not kind of shovel shovel shovel
1: exactly and i see people that have wonderful diets like they're really healthy they exercise but they're so stressed Mm -hmm. and they're deficient they're depleted they're tired because it's not actually being taken in right cells fascinating yeah
0: oh this is really really useful stuff um we're almost at a time, but I've got so many questions. We can just squeeze in a couple more. Um, exercise. Do you there's certain types that you would recommend to people struggling with gut inflammation?
1: Yeah, so I think if you're under stress and it's okay, you've identified it as being physiological. You don't want to add too much fuel to that fire. Mm-hmm. So I would say while you're addressing the gut and you're modifying the diet and you're doing some healing yoga pilates really look at building strength and getting that circulation getting that oxygen in as yeah. well mm-hmm. and i love resistant i used to do crossfit it's like a distant memory but mm-hmm. that can be really good as well because you're kind of going between that aerobic and anaerobic mm-hmm. as well so you're you're having bursts of exercise but you're having time to recover yeah. whereas if you were to if you're quite inflamed and you've got gut imbalances you go for a long run that could make your gut a little bit more leaky it could add to the problem mm-hmm. so you probably want to pull back a little bit change how you exercise res- do the more restorative strengthening mm-hmm. and then slowly bring that in once you've done the work on the gut perfect
0: um and one of the biggest reasons people are overweight obviously is the calorie input versus the output so are you big on things like portion control do you talk to people about that or is it more the type of food you eat eating?
1: it is more the type um And actually, going back to the person before about the fat pills, Mm -hmm. normally we find it's sugar that's the problem more than fat. And I really am an advocate of eating fat as long as it's the right fat because our brains depend on it, our cells depend on it. We need it. Omega 3 is anti inflammatory. So it's it's quality, it's what you're eating, it's the balance, it's protein, so if you're eating protein, I do recommend protein as organic, mm-hmm. and then veg, you can do the whole clean 15, dirty dozen, you can just Google that, and it will tell you which ones are okay to eat non-organic, which is better organic, or just get a veg wash like I do, okay. because we're always, we're eating on a budget, we'll buy from like Lidl and stuff, and we'll just wash stuff, so I recommend people have about three colours per plate of vegetables. Mm -hmm. And that's just a nice little rule to go by, like, eat the rainbow. Just have different colours because our gut bugs love diversity. Have a portion of quality protein and have some fats. Have some coconut oil, some avocados, some nuts, seeds. Cheese. Um, Yeah. So, again, depends on... I, I'm quite dairy intolerant and mm-hmm. this was a, a bit of a turning point for me finding that out because yeah. I was very bloated and while I was, when I just started uh, my course... I was literally, I was still working, I was falling asleep in the day, I was bloated, I was tired, and I just didn't feel good. Mm -hmm. But I was exercising lots, and I was um, trying to do my best with diet, and I thought I was quite healthy. And I did a test, and I was very highly intolerant to dairy. Took it out, put probiotics in, and everything changed. I was like, wow, I must have lost a whole load of weight, just in inflammation and bloatedness. I, I like cheese, too. Unfortunately, sometimes, the depending on... if You could go abroad and eat cheese and it won't bother you. Or maybe it doesn't anyway. But sometimes the proteins, the casein, it's not the lactose so much, mm-hmm. causes the, the body can't break it down so well, the gut. Mm-hmm. So it pass, it can puncture through that gut line and if it's not broken down, any food can. Mm-hmm. And then um, <laughs> if, I go, if I have my little crazy moments, Dan's like, have you been eating cheese or have you been eating milk? Because they actually, once they're in the circulation... They call it like casomorphins. It's like morphine. They can attach to the receptors in the brain and change your behavior. And you see this a lot in children with behavioral problems, but also adults Mm -hmm. that suffer with sort of changes, extreme changes in mood. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's individual. I might take that out for like part of the remove for four weeks, see how someone feels. Mm -hmm. I do find that sometimes it is a big cause of things like headaches and just inflammation and, and bloatedness. Not all the time. But then the sheep's cheeses, goat's cheeses, mozzarella from buffalo. Mm-hmm. It's normally just the cow's milk that people struggle. That's the bad ones. Because Bonnie loves feta and she loves goat's cheese. Oh, so they are better ones yeah. to have. Yeah, definitely. And they are good. You know, they're sourced of protein and fat. Mm-hmm. I think it's just looking at your baseline, your symptoms, what are your goals. And maybe that's one of the things you could modify temporarily Mm -hmm. Um, and also with hormone imbalance it contains insulin-like growth factor so that can cause is this more the cows' cheese? Yeah,
0: your, so like your cheddars yeah. and um, well, I guess a lot of cheeses, mm. um, like blue cheese. When you see it and it's covered in the mold,
1: the... that yeah. looks like it should be good, doesn't it? Yeah, it's kind of like part of the, the the stuff that's going on in the gut. But yeah, I would I I would say just it depends if there's hormone ba- imbalances there. So when I have my time of the month where I'm a little bit PM, I say a little bit PMDD. I suffered really badly with it, and now I've kind of got it down to. Not suffering too much at all. Great. Alcohol, cheese, gluten, on top of stress and poor sleep was just like boom, and the moon being full. Wow. That was just like whoa. So now I know that around that time of the month or a couple of weeks leading up to it, don't try not to have those things and have all the good stuff. And honestly, it made a world of difference. Because if you're inflamed, I know we're coming to the end, sorry, the histamine that is produced, that can cause PMDD. That's a big factor. So that's an inflammatory molecule. So taking foods out that can maybe produce histamine cause histamine release can be really helpful but it's not long term and it's really personal and I, I don't like to remove food groups and stuff but mm. I think it's just what you're trying to achieve your goal
0: yeah just you know think of the process
2: yeah
0: oh, so interesting And know very inspiring um I did have another question but kind of just lost in it i think i'll do a blog follow-up actually just and i'm sure there'll be more questions coming through so we'll get a blog out as well when we get this live what's your favorite meal
1: um good question i like i like a roast dinner i love roast chicken sweet potatoes broccoli yeah that's our sunday kind of thing do you have like gravy and stuff? Or? Yeah, and Bonnie drinks it out of the jug. Oh, so I just put like whack uh, loads of bone broth, which is another excellent thing for gut healing in there. And I'm uh-huh. like, ha ha, ha. Jokes broth. on you. Oh. Yeah, so if you get an organic carcass or you can do an algae form if you're a vegan vegetarian, uh-huh. slow cook it with some apple cider vinegar, some veg, 12 hours. And then that is medicine for the gut. That is oh, really right. good. Especially if you're training and running.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Dan's doing a half marathon in Edinburgh, and, like mm. he needs to get on the bone broth. It's, right. it is really good so there's so much you know we're going to eat food let's make it our medicine I love you can, that so you yeah. have to boil a carcass so it's normally chicken yeah so if you had a roast dinner at the weekend just uh-huh. take the carcass after organic though because you're not going to pick up anything that's stored in the unhappy chicken's bones if he's not a happy chicken mm-hmm. and then just boil it water apple cider vinegar bay leaf some carrots onions ah so you just stick them in raw into the stock mix yeah yeah and then... just switch it on slow, slow cook it oh, or in yeah. a pan if you haven't got a slow cooker ah, yeah. nice. and then i put it in little ice cube boxes and just spike bonnie's rice with it like oh, that's <laughs> a good
0: idea yeah
1: because it is really good like kids don't really notice it. it adds a little bit of gravy or sort of flavor to mm-hmm. if they're quite plain eaters or fussy eaters ah. you can just know that you're getting a little bit
0: Carrots, onions, bay leaf, uh, water to the stock and the uh, apple cider vinegar. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm going to show you the one I've got under there and you'll probably okay. tell me it's the wrong one. But um, yeah. I mean, this has been fascinating, honestly. So many more questions we can cover off another date. But um, thank you so much for coming on and mm-hmm. spreading the mojo with your knowledge. Thank you for um, having me. Fascinating. And tell us your song choice today and why. I love it.
1: Oh, there were so many. I'm a big music fan. Um, it is Queen and Under Pressure because I just love it, and we're all under pressure. But if we can sing it out, mm-hmm. music is medicine. Amazing, and we can put less pressure on the gut. Hell yes to that.
0: Oh, I love it. And one one quick comment actually, when I had reflexology. They were saying, "Oh, I can feel your gut. Isn't it amazing that the foot is a yeah, I love that body. It yeah. sort of takes the whole body. Yeah. Would you ever be
1: feeling your yeah. gut part
0: on the foot and
1: working things yeah. out?" Or so I have had reflexology, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, like I do think that's so good, and you can feel, can't you, the intestines and different yeah. parts? So, oh. yeah, wonderful. I work very holistically, so I work with lots of people that do other therapies, and I think it's really important, yeah, and helpful, yeah and relaxing you yeah and it's, it's key it's all about restorative stuff as
0: well so definitely I hope the candles relax you today and the oils and things on the
1: table yeah <laughs> I feel a bit crazy I think it's the adrenaline but yeah this is really relaxing
0: oh amazing <laughs> well let's uh, get release the mojo in the kitchen and sing this out that's been amazing thank you so much Annie thank you well even more yes yeah. Got this darling. It's all fun. It reminds me of Dubai. Because I listen to the film over. <sighs> Sing along the hall with you like guys. <laughs> I, want I want to break free. Yes! I want to break free. I
2: want to break free from your lies You're so, so satisfied I don't need you I've got to break free
0: Yes we do people, are feeling us? God knows God knows I want to break free
2: Yes I've fallen in love Yes I've fallen in love for the first time. This time I know it's for real. I've fallen in love. God knows. break free I want to break free Yes! This song is great mm-hmm. song choice here. We were trying to sing in depression what Oh what's that? Yeah. <laughs> oh my <laughs> It wouldn't be just a We could do it, too. Okay This will be our warm up Sometimes
0: I do it songs <laughs> <laughs> God knows I want to break my soul Quite a morning, minute, isn't it? We're all up for the karaoke Yes I'm all up for it too, I'm feeling it Gotta love Freddy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, um, I hate to do this part so mama. Pressure Pushing down on me Pushing down on you No man knows him down Under pressure It burns a building down a family in two, First people on the streets Every time I've had so okay. I can't knowing what it was about. good friends scream. Let
0: me out! Yes, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah! Clearly I've not sang this before. Ba-ba-ba. Bye, bye, bye.
2: The am that much. I never read, but it all. I'm not even it. I'm not do it. I'm